parasha this week begins with the episode of Rivkan Yitzchak davening for children. It says in the Pasuk Vayayater Lo that HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered the tefillah of Yitzchak Rashi cites Chazal even though they were both davening and they both had an issue still HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered the tefillot of Yitzchak not the tefillot of Rivka because the ain't a doyme of a tzaddik ben tzaddik to a tzaddik ben rosha that in the Indian of accepting a tefillah Kabbalah tefillah the Indian of Tzadik ben Tzadik. Now there are sources that there is a Maila of a Tvila of Tzadik ben Rosha as well. There's a Taz that paskins la halacha, that if you have a choice of two Shliach Tzibo, you're supposed to choose the Shliach Tzibo, which is a Tzadik ben Rosha. And the Al-Yurabba and other Poiskim are trying to figure out how to reconcile the various Mekiris, the various sources regarding tefillah, if it's a Maila Tzadik Ben Tzadik or Tzadik Ben Rosh. So obviously, evidently, there's a certain type of tefillah that there's a Maila of a Tzadik Ben Rosh. In certain type of situations, there's a Maila of a Tzadik Ben Tzadik. Today we're not going into what and when this mile is a mile over that and the various types of tefillahs and the various types of hashpah that comes down from Shemayim that's not the subject of today's shmuz. I want to try to bring out something with a daher in this Indian that hit me when I was learning the subject. And I think it's an eye-opener and something that we can learn from tremendously. The first thing is we have to establish what it says in the Sefarim that Tzadik ben Rosh doesn't necessarily mean a Tzadik who's the son of a Rosh in the sense that the son is a Balchuva Gemura. That the father was a Rosha and the child was born into such a type of family and then found the truth, so to speak, and became a tzaddik. But rather, tzaddik ben rasha means that there are, I'm going to explain the oymik, first I give you the basic, okay? A tzaddik ben rasha means that there's certain areas where a person could outsteig or outgrow or grow to a higher level than his father, that's tzaddik ben rasha. And a tzaddik ben tzaddik means someone who's able to be mamshich, to continue the derech of avoida of the father. And it's even possible within one human being to have both bechinas. Or it's possible that there's certain things that a person could continue the derech of his father. And we'll try to understand what that means to continue the derech of his father. And then there's type of areas in a person's growth where he could actually outgrow and go above the level of what he received from his father. And in each one of these milas are milas in Avoida. And these milas 
could affect different types of tefillah. I'm going to try to explain it a little bit. But the first thing to me that hit me as a massive chidush is that simply by ourselves we understand that tefillah is tefillah. And tefillah means first and foremost you know what you're saying. Secondly, you have the various feelings of emunah and betochen that you believe in the fact that Hashem is the one who provides and you pray with kavana. That to us was always the very basic premise of tefillah. And to me, at least to me, it's a big chiddish. What does the accepting of the tefillah have to do with a tzaddik ben tzaddik or a tzaddik ben rosha? What does that have to do with anything? So you start to see what's formulating is that a personal avoider in avoiders Hashem is also required for tefillah to be answered. Because tzaddik ben tzaddik is a general challenge in avoiders Hashem. When a person is the child of a tzaddik and he grew up in that environment, let's take the case, the main case of tzaddik ben tzaddik. When you have Yitzchak growing up with tzaddikim, so it has a challenge too. Because although you grew up in the environment of tzaddikim, of great people, and you received unbelievable chinuch, but in a certain way, you could be acting in a very routine manner. Because that's just the way you grew up. So to be able to continue the derech, but yet to develop your own personality in Avoida, that it should have a new freshness to it, a new, your own personality should come out. You're not a carbon copy of the father. So let's say Lamashal, Avram Avinu's derech and Avoida was chesed. That was his derech and Avoida. Yitzchok had a new derech and Avoida. Yitzchok was pachad Yitzchok. So he wasn't copying his father. He found his own approach, his own personality. He was able to grow built on the foundations that he got from his father. But it has its own challenges. But it's a challenge in Avoida. And that challenge in Avoida, in the area of Tefillah that he needed, his avoida plays a role in whether Hashem will accept the tefillah or not. Now that's a new chiddush. Because what does avoida, your own personal avoida, avoida Hashem, have to do with davening? Davening is davening. Avoida is avoida. But yet we see that in order for Kadosh Baruch Hu to accept your tefillah, there's something that you have to bring to the table in your own avoida Hashem a certain newness. You have to develop something new within yourself in order to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do something new also. So there's a work. It's not just a tefillah. There's a work in the Odom's Avoidah which affects his tefillah. And the same thing as Sadiq Ben Rasha. In a very simplified way, if the parents are the Shaim, the natural course is 
that a human being should follow the way he was taught by his parents. So if he had to go change and to find a new derech and find a new approach in life that took a lot out of the person in his general avoidance Hashem, that plays a role in if HaKadosh Baruch Hu should accept his tefillah. So we're seeing a whole new idea in the concept of tefillah. We all daven for stuff. Person's in Shaduchim, he wants to daven for Shaduchim. Person daven's for children. Person daven's for Panasa. Whatever it is that we're davening for, we always think that the main point is just pray with Kavana. Have the Tachan and Hashem. Believe that Akadosh Baruch is the Kol Yachal. And he can give you what you want. And that is a very basic premise of Tefillah. But now we're learning a whole new dimension that we never knew beforehand. That it's not that simple even with your Tefillah to be answered. There has to be something on your part. Something that you're changing by yourself. If you're asking Hashem to change some type of Hanaga on His end. And that's a very brand new Chiddush in the world of tefillah. That if a person is not willing to change or to grow in a certain way, then there could be ikuvim in his tefillahs being answered. And people always struggle with this. Why is my tefillah not being answered? There could be multiple problems. Could be he's not praying properly. But this is a new chiddush b'negeya kabbalas tefillah because that's the, that's the sugya here. The sugya over here is two people davening for sure for real. Kavana 100%. All the inyanim of tefillah 100%. So what's the deciding factor if it should be answered or not? We start to look into your avoid. Happens to be in a this inyan for whatever reason. The avoid of tzaddik ben tzaddik outweighs the avoid from tzaddik ben rasha. But you see avoid is taken into consideration. And the very basic premise of the loneliness of why it's like that is because the Tvila is asking for a certain change in the Hanhoga, in the Midas, in the way HaKadosh Baruch is doing things. So you have to do two. You have to trigger that. Lamashal, like it says in the Malbim, in the beginning of Parshish Kedoshim. It says, Kedoshim Tehiyu. Kedoshim Tehiyu. What does Kedoshim Tehiyu mean? So he explains that a human being works in a natural way. He has tendencies. That's his natural way of doing things. A kadosh means that you rise above your nature. That's kedusha. Kedusha means you're able to rise above your nature. You make a tikkun amidus. You overcome your challenges and you go above your nature. So it says in Chazal, if you act that way, Hashem says, I will act Kadosh. What does that mean, Hashem will act Kadosh? That means that Hashem also has a certain mode of operating called Hanhoga, of let's say we'll call it Teva. A certain mode of operating. And if you want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to change that Hanhoga, and to work in a derech called Kedusha, means a nest above the nature, you have to trigger it. If you go above the nature, he'll go above the nature. That's the way it works in this world. This is a world of avodah. In a world of avodah, you have to earn stuff. 
but it's connected in tefillah. That's the chiddush. The chiddush here that even tefillah requires a certain avoid. So now let's try to understand a little better what this means, tzaddik ben tzaddik, tzaddik ben Russia, and how that could pertain to us. So there's a very basic principle that we have to know, that a human being is born with certain character traits, certain midot, certain kochot hanefesh. He's born like that. There's two parts to that thing called the natural state of a human being, the natural desires of a human being, the natural kochot hanefesh of a human being. One of them is something that everybody in the world has. For example, taibas achilu. There's not a human being in the world who does not have taibas achilu. The only difference is the degrees. Some more, some less. But the actual taiva itself is shavu l'chol That type of desire cannot be uprooted. It can only be elevated. You can work with it, but you can't uproot it. Then there's a type of kochot anefesh you're born with, which is not equal by every human being. Some people have ahavat mamon. Ahavat mamon doesn't mean that they want money to buy things. That's not avas mamon. Avas mamon means they ahavat hamamon, the money itself. They want more and more of it. And Rabbi Shalantis says, the way you can know if you have ahavat mamon is even if you have a lot of money, you spend only the bare minimum. That means you don't want to detach yourself from the money. Ahavat mamon, some people are born with it. And some people are not. So if it is that type of desire you deal with, then, says Rabbi Salanter, then that nature was given to you to uproot. If it's a taivas achilo, let's say, which is something that every human being has, then that means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that to be in the human race. But He wants you to elevate it. You work with it. But if it's a type of taiva which is not a shavu l'chol nefesh, then you have to uproot it. And sometimes you have to really think into it. Because you may think that the way you respond and react to certain situations is normal. So you think that it's something that's shavu l'chol nefesh. Because mostly we only know about our midas in general. The only way we are aware of the Koychas HaNefesh we're born with is if we have triggers. From triggers, we realize what we have. Because these are called Koychas Kayim. I don't want to go into the whole story right now. But Koychas Kayim means that they are hidden. They're not in your eyes, in your face. So we know about them through triggers. So let's say a guy comes home after a full day of Kolel or whatever, or he's working... And he's, you know, he's tired, it's been a full day, and he wants to come home and he wants his house to be spotless clean, and the dinner should be ready, and everything should be unbelievable, and his wife should be so calm, and, and ready to be mekabel penei hamelech, yeah? And then he comes in, and he finds a whole different situation. The house is flying, the kids are running around, Supper man de kar shamayu. 
You understand? And definitely his wife is not called. So now, the person gets upset. That's the, the situation triggered him. So you ask him why you're upset, and he starts to give you a whole reason because this is not normal. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm upset. I think every human being would be upset. Well, the situation doesn't make you upset. You make yourself upset. That's your meanness. Other people will have a different reaction to that situation. Some people may become depressed. And they will say, I thought I married a toiglicha woman. You know what toiglicha means? Look it up in the dictionary of Yiddish. I thought I married a woman who knows how to run a home. And then they told me that in the Shatchonim. And everything, I even played the, 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 the dating game, and it was muhach me'achuz zekacha zekacha. And now, what a letdown, and it's depressing. So he got depressed. Then you have other people that doesn't bother them. This is something that doesn't bother them. So it's not shavu l'chol nefesh. That means your specific reaction speaks to you about who you are. That's the way it is. Some people are struggling in Parnassah and they have different reactions to it. I was speaking to somebody the other day who's struggling in Parnassah. His reaction is not a worry about money. His reaction is he feels like a failure. That's how he, that's his reaction. Other people's reaction is different. So it speaks about you. But it's not a reaction that shovel hold nefesh, then it's your personal meter that you got to work with. And that needs tikkun. Okay? Now where do we get those tendencies or character traits? Where do we get them from? So be'ika, they come from your parents. You're born with meters and tendencies that come from your parents. That's when you have bad midot or bad tendencies, then you are in that bechina, ben rosha, so to speak. The tikkun amidis is sadik ben rosha. Because it's the midis that you got, and now you have to change those, and elevate those, so it's sadik ben rosha. Or, the second influence is the chinuch you got. Those are the krechasachitsonis. Not going so deep into these things. But there's a whole bunch of stuff you come with into life with. Okay? So now, your personal avoider, you, your personal avoider, is to rise above what you got. Now there are meters that your parents have elevated themselves in as well. And therefore, they're giving you good midot. There are chinuch that's good that you got. Now you have to take them and make them real. You don't go to Olam Haba for free. So if a person has a middah, that's his natural tendency to do good, that's a beautiful thing. But it ain't getting you into Olam Haba. Ramchal says in Derek Hashem, Olam Haba only comes if the midas that you have are be'etzah. Doimah to Hashem. You have to be dovak to Hashem. If it's bimikra, then you're not getting Olam Haba for it. Something you're born with is bimikra. You have to make it real. You have to make be creative with it. You have to bring it out. That would be the beginning of Tzadik ben Tzadik in your avoid.
The stuff you have, the Yerusha, that came natural to you, that you have to elevate and make them better, which the good stuff you have, and then the natural tendencies, which are no good, which you have to change them. This is work of life. The Goyen says that if you come into this world and you do not work on your midas, and you could be doing a lot of unbelievable things. And what we're saying, work on your midas, means even the unbelievable good things that you do. But you're not working on your midas, lama lo hayim. There's no point in living. That means the purpose of life is to develop self. So that we knew already from before, that the purpose of life is to develop yourself. We also knew from before that to pray properly you need to have midas like we proved in the past from the Gemara that says that it says in the Gemara that you can eulogize the person and you say he must be a Hasid and he must be a Hanab even though the only thing you know about him is that he prays well. Whatever means that he prays properly that's all you know about and the halach and ilkas eulogy is you're not allowed to exaggerate. So you only know one thing about him. That is kaveh makum l'tvilosa. Yet you can say he's an honor and a chosan and a talmud from Avram Avinu. So obviously that presupposes that in order to be able to daven properly you have to work on your midas. But now we're adding a dimension. In order for your tefillas to be answered you have to work on your midas. That means it's very built in, in interwoven into the basic fabric of tefillah. That's a whole new idea. And 100%, without even a shayla on the table, one who doesn't work on his midas will not change. Because the human being goes in his natural way. And even if he acquires an external mida through his environment, but his internal natural midas, when they are awakened, will knock out his good midas too. And the Goyen says in Mishlei, in Paragvav, you look it up over there, I think Pasach of Zion or something. He says, Chavzayin and Chavches, the Goyen says, that the good midot that you were born with, could be uprooted, if you follow your desires. You have to know the lumdus in that, but that's what he says. Taiva is oikir, it uproots the good qualities you were born with, naturally. Chemda, there's a difference between Taiva and Chemda, the Goyen says. Taiva means the pleasures, the physical pleasures. And Chemda means money, running after money, Nechasim, uh, Chemda Samomen. Chemda, he says, is Oiker, the Midas, the good Midas that you learned as a young man. That you will mechunich to do. It will uproot it. And he says, Kal If a person is pursuing money, chemdis, whatever chemda is, whether it's houses, cars, money, whatever it is, he will call shikane, he will not have the brain space and the capability to work on his midas at all. Very deep going. So, this is not like something like, okay, one day we'll get to that, it's an important thing, we'll put it on the agenda, right now I have other things. Right now we're learning that this is like a very basic thing. It's a very basic thing in Avoida. 
And it's a very basic thing in Kabbalah Satfila. If a person is not looking to change and making changes, then his tefillah is not niskab. It's a very deep thing that's coming out on the table. And it's impossible to change without work. Because the Goyen says that if you have other interests in life, you will not have the brain space or the ability to work on yourself. So these are just the basic mathematics. Now how to work on yourself, that will be a different schmooze. I don't want to go into that right now because the time doesn't allow it. But I just want to say one thing, okay? A fascinating chiddush from Rabbi Saul Salanta. Mamish could blow your mind away the chiddush. Rabbi Saul Salanta says basically there are two layers in Tikkun Hamidus. Layer number one is what we call kibush, self-control. Being able to push yourself to do something that you don't want to do, for example. If let's say you're lazy, you'll be able to overcome that challenge of your yetze and push yourself to daven to learn. Or if there's something you're not allowed to do and you have a yetze to do it, you're kaivish Then there's a higher level, which we're supposed to get to, which is called tikkun hayetze. Tikkun hayetze means you took away even the fight. There's no more fight anymore. Okay? But the guidance is a chiddush. There's a chiddush that people do not know. And it's very deep also. I don't know if I have time to mazbe the whole army. But the Bishol Salam says, Mefurish, in the 30th Maimur, it's not a letter that one, it's a Maimur. Okay, look it up over there. It's very long. But he says, a person can never, ever reach Kibushayet, self-control what we call it. If he's not a Chai Margish Chisroinoi, what does that mean? Let's say for let's take chakras for a second, okay? I want to pray. I want to. It's a behavior that I want to do. It says it in Shukhan Aruch, it's a big mitzvah. I want to do it. But I have a problem. I'm not getting there. I want the behavior, but I'm not getting there. The will to do it on its own. And even if you value it, and I'll show you at a different time, even if you want to do it, never going to happen. You can't come to Kibush unless you're Margish Chesreina. It wasn't meant Margish Chesreina. That means, if you have 10 Bochum not coming to Shachar's, then there are 10 different reasons why they don't come. Not every single person doesn't come for the same reason. You can have one person who has a taiva. Sleeping is a taiva. So you know how taivas work. Taiva works, you go till the end. Right? Like taiva's achil, you eat until you can't fit anything else. Right? Taiva's sleeping, you go till the bed spits you out. That could be 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, depending on your credit on that You know? Adhasol. That's one guy. Another guy can be absolute. Other many different things. Why a person will be able to get out of bed in the morning, right? If you're not margish your chesaron and margish it, it means it bothers you that you have that chesaron to the point that the hergish and the chesaron will make you masakin it. You'll never be able to fix your problem, not even to the level of kibushayetsa. Margish the chesaron. That means that the behavior is not the point that we're even looking at. 
The behavior is only a hechatimsa to know what chesorin you have. And therefore the tikkun is, the human being is driven to fix his chesorinus. And that's in itself a big work. So I'm not going to go into right now. But the point is, if we're not magish chesorinus, we will not change. If we will not change, lama loichayim poshet pshat. Lama loichayim. He ain't getting oil and for his good stuff. He ain't fixing his bad stuff. His feelings are not miscabble. And then you have the different issue where his turn becomes Samamonas. So that's pretty scary stuff, right? Rabbi Shoshalant, after he scares you, he also calms you down. And he says it's a slow process. And he gives you the method of how to deal with it. And he says if you're consistent and you do the slow work consistently, even if you don't see the perot in the beginning, everything's okay, that's the mahalach, that's how it goes, so we don't have to become perfectionists overnight, that's not the point here. The point is we're only trying to bring awareness. We all want stuff in life, and we definitely want our tefillah to be answered, but we're not willing to move an inch. And that's a problem. We have to be able to be open to move an inch. We have to be open to hear that we have a chesar. That's one of the big problems today. People don't even want to hear they have a chesar. And the reason why they don't want to hear it, for some people, the reason is because it's uncomfortable to know you have a chasar. And we live in the generation of ASAP. Everything has to be handled on the spot. So to live with a chasar for, for more than 30 seconds is too uncomfortable. And therefore they rather not be aware of it. So there's many, many things that get in the way of my chasarness. That's not today. We can't go into all that today. But the point is, bottom line, I'm not trying to sell the bot in the morning. <laughs> But in the Vad in the morning, we're learning Rabbi Shah. So you don't have to listen to my Vad and you don't have to come to the Vad, but you need to do something. You gotta work on it. You will not change. You got it? So you can have a guy who's actually becoming a Talmud because he likes learning. He actually is becoming a Talmud and he can smack himself on the back and think that he's waiting for a standing ovation. He knows art school is making all the achonas that the minute he passes away, they're going to start writing the book about it. And then he's going to come to Shamayim and the bubble's going to pop as they gesund and as they start. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we'll stop here for tonight.